Welcome back to Drunk Discussions. We are live right now. We're live on Twitch. You guys can join us on uh, Twitch every Friday night uh, at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's when we're going to be doing these recordings. This is episode 31. Uh, we've got a lot to talk about. A lot to talk about, a lot to drink. I'm excited to be live on Twitch, have some video aspect to this. What do you guys think? Isn't it 32? No, it's 30, 31. I fucked it up earlier. Ah, okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. We all fuck up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm doing good, man. Um, you know, it's been a good week. Drinking on some Castle and Key today. Uh, so got my bourbon as usual. It's nice. actually a pretty bottle. You guys want to see the bottle? Yeah, I want to see it. It's a. Uh, it almost gives me like a Egyptian kind of vibe. That's cool. How much does that cost? I think it's like sixty bucks. Sixty bucks. Ain't too bad. That's. What are you drinking on, Logan? Uh, I've got Angels Envy that yeah. I am sipping on. Cheers. 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 Oh, yeah, cheers to the live episode. I'm drinking on a uh, hard seltzer, Kirkland brand. I had leftovers. But, anyways, our viewers get to drink with us. Yeah, you guys get to drink with us. You get to pop in the chat with us. You get to join in. Yeah, this is Blech. the best part about it. That I Angel's like Envy it. was rough, man. I don't like Angel's Envy. I'm sorry. I'm the, I'm, the, I'm the sheep. I'm the black sheep. I don't like it. No. How was your guys' week? What you what you all get into? <laughs> so, Connor, you know how we talked about Miranda and her and that whole situation last week? Yeah, my condolences. Uh, my condolences. Um, she told the story at the funeral. <laughs> so, that's awesome. She said it was great that it really lightened it up, um, which is cool. I mean, I, I'm cool with lightening up the situation and everything. Um, but yeah, she told it at the funeral. <laughs> it's funny how no matter what, Paul, even when you're being a dumbass and you're not paying attention, you can still lighten somebody's mood. It's true. It's true. Yeah. What about you, Logan? How was your week? Oh, it was a good week. Honestly, yeah. I wish I was still in the mountains, but you know, I can't be too mad at it, I guess. You got to come That's back right. sometime. That's right. You were here last week. I, yep. I, was, I was drunk. Yeah, last week. Uh, it sounded like you guys did a great job, though. I love sharks. Shark week is great. Sure but, is. Uh, yeah, I was I was in the mountains for a week and it was it was needed. It was a good time. I got to spend some time outdoors, touch some grass. It was awesome. I told you you needed some vacation time. Like I knew it. It was needed. I was like, when was the last time you took a vacation? And this man looked me in the eyes like, I don't know, like three years ago. Like, um, <laughs> you need to leave your apartment. You don't drive anywhere. So I was in the uh, I was in the um, hot tub on like Tuesday or Wednesday night. So I was, I was there for a full week, so it's in the hot tub like Tuesday or Wednesday night, man. You know, just propped up with a beer in my left hand, you know, just looking up at the stars. And uh, I was like, well, I wish that I lived here. And I think that's something everyone can relate to. Have you ever been somewhere on vacation and not thought I could live here? Yeah, I did that. I yeah. was like, I went to Florida and then I was like, oh, I could live here and I, I live here. Now, I'm just thinking about what it'd be like to be in the mountains right now and how much you love it. I'd love it. I think it, and I've told, I've told Lauren this. I was like, yeah, I'd, I definitely would love to live in like the Carolinas mountains. You're still somewhat close to the beach, but you get the scenery, you get mountain bike trails, snowboarding. The Appalachian. During the, the, yeah, exactly. The Appalachian or the Appalachian. 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 But uh, yeah, no, I fuck. I, yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. And I would totally. Yeah, I was sitting on the beach in Rotan and I looked at the sunset. I was like, there's nothing better than this. Like I'd live here. And then someone was shot, and I was like, "Yeah, I take that back." <laughs> yeah, we've got we've got a peach issue, peach and uh, what is it? Uh, mangoes. We we have mango heist where I live. Apparently, it's big in the news. People are stealing a lot of mangoes from people's front yards. <laughs> Mangles. Mangoes. Yeah. Mangoes. Been day drinking. Those uh, are some expensive yeah. fruits. Didn't you guys see that one guy who uh, like tries the most expensive fruits, and they're like a hundred dollar mangoes and. $200 watermelons. It's like, mm. I have seen that. His dad's like a the, professional chef. Yeah. One of the yeah judges yeah. on uh, Iron Chef, right? Is that right? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah that yeah. sounds right. Yeah. Um, well, with that being said, let's go ahead and get this thing started. Uh, for the first time, y'all are hearing the intro live. Uh, you'll, I get the vibe to it. So I'm happy. Let's roll that intro. What happened was. We, were, we got caught up in a drunk discussion, and then he burned the bacon.
where we talk about everything and know nothing. You know what I mean? So it's, it kind of seems like a win-win-win. Here's Gerald. Come <laughs> everybody, I'm dead. <laughs> Just draw a dick on it. It's not offensive. It's a dick. Everyone's got a dick nowadays. You can tell me more, because I don't know anything about it. Oh, a flapper's a 1920s dancer, you motherfucker. Um, got a lot of bagels. I like my bagels. Chug 30. Cheers. Salud. I mean, this shit's free, right? Monday morning. Time on in. Base Discussions. The Eagle has landed. Eagle is landing. All right. Uh, yeah. So, guys, welcome back. Drunk Discussions, episode 31. Uh, I got a question for you guys. Right? Have you seen the Why Orville? does it lag so much? That's the biggest thing. What, the intro? Does yeah. <laughs> well, we'll between work on the, the Twitch. We'll work on it. It's probably because I've got no. all this shit going on at once. No, that's just a delay. That's all delay. it is. It's intentional. Just a delay. It's intentional. Yeah, the Orville? Oh, you, like the show? Yeah, yeah the show. So like, it takes a second to be uploaded and then broadcasted. So yeah, no, I have it delayed. Behind. Yeah. Are you talking about like the lag between like what you're hearing on the live or like watching it's, shaking my head right now. Yeah. It's a few seconds. Yeah. It's, it's, it's meant to have a delay, Paul. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it the definitely point. does. It's like 10 seconds. Um, but what do you mean? The or like the show, yeah. the Orville, is that what yeah, you mean? You've seen the Orville, right? It's a great show. Phenomenal. Wait, wait. Chef's okay. Kids. So give me a, a brief overview of the, cause I haven't watched it. Throw Comedy Star Trek. No, throw it, throw yourself four centuries into the future, right? Where it's essentially a, a, a comedic take of Star Trek, Stargate, and all of these futuristic space shows, right? What I said. Yeah. Well, no, I'm, I'm kind of explaining for our listeners and viewers. Oh, I like saying that viewers. But uh, so you take that where you have a society that doesn't really have religion anymore. They have a space union. They have... Uh, no more currency because it's based off of reputation and the value of you as an individual is what is your currency, if you will. The China. Uh, yeah, China. Yeah. Fair enough. Minus the whole, you know, utilitarian dictatorship aspect of it. Um, yeah. But that is that is Orville, right? It's uh, everyone's basically at peace, but they're exploring the the star system, encountering a bunch of new species, new aliens, all this stuff, and inviting them into this union. The reason why I ask all this is that's a very forward, forward thinking thought, right? That's something that is it's it, it could be distant future. It could be something that's out of our lifetimes. Most likely it is right. Right. Um, well, this company named uh, Neom. N-E-O-M, uh, kind of came up with a, I, I would believe, a very forward-thinking motion of the future of living, right? Not the future of humanity, if you will, but the future of living. Uh, did you guys hear about the coke line? The line. Yeah, 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 that. The line. line. Yeah. Re say that for me. No, no, hold on. Conrad, what did you say? The, the coke line? line? Coke, coke line. line. Yeah, I mean, it's, My, think about it like Cocaine's a hell of a drug. It is so it's a 132 mile, right? 132 something miles of a line that's basically a giant city that can house 9 million people, but it's in Saudi Arabia. It's in the desert. So Coke line made sense. Sand. Oh, I've seen that. It's all like glass and mirrored on the outside, and they had like a big old 3D model yeah. in the video. Everyone's Here's my talking about it. Yeah. And birds when I brought are, it up, birds are going to hit that. When like a, <laughs> giant mirror, bro. Animals are gonna run right, right into that bastard. Yeah, that'd be a fun walk to work for you. You love birds. <laughs> I mean, yeah, screw them. If it flies, it dies. But like, what about? Is there's got to be more animals other than that in the desert? Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's cutting off. Hurdles. It's cutting off the desert in the sea. Like, right? So that's a lot. of fish out there. In the in the sea, yeah, there's sandworms. The sandworms. Sandworms in the in the desert, yeah. Tremors taught us a lot, didn't they? I love Tremors. That was a cult classic I could definitely get behind. Anyways, so Logan, you have a little bit of information on the line, right? Uh yeah, I mean, I was I saw about it originally on a TikTok and I was like, that sounds absolutely insane. It has to be fake. Right. Um, but then looking at it and I it, I've never seen anything like this. If you guys haven't seen photos of the line. You need Pretty to wild. just look up 
just that's all you need to look up is the line and it'll come right up and the the plans for this are absolutely insane i mean you've got neighborhoods you've got businesses all within walking distance and they plan to like section it out kind of like a prison you know like you have cell blocks um (laughs) communities you, you go to work you make your money you have like entertainment there within walking distance and you've got like a bunch of these communities just in a line or stacked along this 130 miles or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But so, here's the thing: you don't need a car. Yeah, there's like, no roads, cars. This, or re- this reminds me of the Chronicles, or no, not Chronicles of Riddick. What is the other one? Dread. You guys ever oh, seen it where the communities live straight up and down in these pillars? It's dread. Like you're gonna Each. have the rich communities and the poor communities. The poor communities are just gonna be run down like it scares me i don't know peach tree i think is what it's called peach tree communities was the name of the uh skyscraper that they're living in but no it's it is dystopian in in its way so the idea of the it's urban living uh it's just pinnacle it's a civilization revolution that puts humans first providing an unprecedented urban living experience while preserving the surrounding nature the main reason why is because it's 32 square uh, kilometers that are in essentially a line. It's able to accommodate uh, nine million people. Ooh, so for our American users, or listeners, and viewers, it's thirteen miles. Over. 13 that's, what gonna, miles. that's what I was going to ask next. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no roads, cars, or emissions. It will run on a hundred percent renewable energy, and ninety-five percent of the land will be preserved for nature. People's health and well-being, well-being, will be prioritized over transportation and infrastructure, unlike traditional cities. Only 200 meters wide, but 170 kilometers long uh, and 500 meters above sea level. So, yeah, it's in an area that is not really that susceptible to storms. It can withstand a lot of uh, weathering. Uh, It's able to survive in a dry climate. However, it also is in close access to a bunch of nature, essentially, if you want to leave it. I I have a few concerns about all of this. I do. Um, One... What infrastructure is there? I mean, like when I brought up the idea of Orville, where you pay off of everything based off of your reputation, right? That's kind of the mentality you'd have to have here. Yeah, there'd be people that have to run the grocery stores, your entertainment and transportation. Well, actually, transportation is 100 percent AI. So you'd have engineers there. You're thinking of a singular episode, though, the way they land on the planet and they have the credit system. Even on the Orville, they don't. It's free. They have the freaking carbon. What I'm saying, though, is if this can house nine million people, who the fuck would move there? There is no factories that like the only people that I can imagine live there are people that are working at the restaurants there, entertainment there, um, engineers that are operating or fixing the AI trail system that they have going on there. And the technicians Um, working on the plumbing and electrical and everything else. So you would have essentially a consolidated nine million of some of the smartest people in the world living in the city you probably have like cyber security and like absolutely tech like it techs that live there or people that can work from home and do remote sales or something like logan and and some people have brought up the dystopian idea of this right yeah it is dystopian where it takes you away from where everyone's kind of how they are now right and it really consolidates in uh what i would say the one percenters and it's not a one percenter of money. While I'm sure money is definitely going to play a part in a city like this, is going to it's going to dial in on the one percent of the smartest. Um, like you said, cybersecurity engineers. But you'll also have a little tiny mixture of people that are doing self services. But realistically, you've looked at Amazon stores, right? Amazon right. has a store. You literally just walk in and walk out. You don't have to talk to anyone. You don't have to see anyone. You just grab your shit and go. I have some. I have a feeling something like that will exist there. So you won't have. So that. there's not going to be like a railway or anything for like. There will be. To get, okay. So the idea is you're able to start at one end of the city and make it to the other end of the city in 20 minutes. The really? thing is that strain theory says that essentially anywhere there's people, there's going to be crime. So strain theory is where like a person is under strain, they commit a crime. So Correct. like it's regardless you're going to have people who feel that things are unequal in this right. community 
and then there's going to be crime. So we can't pretend like this is going to be a perfect oasis because Utopia. it won't be. Because, I mean, history repeats itself, right? You build something beautiful, people find a way to fuck it up. Amen, yeah. brother. <laughs> so it could add into it, though. I mean, even crime itself can be. It's, and we've got to take our mindset out of America ways of thinking, right? Now, crimes against humanity is one thing, but they could honestly run their crime division off of automated drones that just go ahead and handle. Uh, what do you mean by handle? Kill or what? restrain in some way. Uh, tase. They could tase or them, just a taser take a drone. photo and sanction a ticket. Or, yeah, that works too. I was like, yeah, you <laughs> went straight to the murder. It's murder. I mean, could get to that point. Mm, that's scary. I mean, it can go in a multitude of directions, uh, especially when you have like this, you know, idea, a new form of government kind of being implicated. And we're seeing it now with China and ideas of what we think in sci fi. It can take a big turn in either direction. It what really about can. The limited resources. Right. Like, is it I near mean, a port? How, how are they going to continue to bring in the resources required? I guess that's why they have a set limit of number of people. I'm assuming there's someone much smarter than me doing all the math on that. Well, the, Saudi Arabia is next to uh, Black Sea, right? Is yeah. that right? I don't know if that's right. It doesn't it's matter. I'm sure there's trade ports around. And, and the, the canal, or the what is it, the canal there between Africa and mediterranean yeah sure no that's bearing no that's not the bearing straight i don't know what the fuck i'm talking about but yeah i'm sure pretty good at geography but i'm honestly kind of drunk already so yeah i'm pretty sure trade is not going to be an issue what i could see because it does its location was specifically um picked because it's within access to 40 percent of the world within a six-hour flight is is kind of the mentality of why it's positioned there and they've even got videos which is really cool of them taking new york and putting it into a few of these lines if you will and yeah that'd be cool but again it brings into the idea of so are you going to have sections that are meant for infrastructure or uh, problem production? is the way i see this is this is in a desert right there is already no infrastructure they're starting from zero implicating this on a city that has already existed for hundreds of years and has built on top of already multiple existing infrastructures there's really no way to implicate this and put this in a real world american perspective unless you put it in some geography that has nothing I think it's more or less a PR stunt by Saudi Arabia because uh, you have all of these different countries that are saying, man, my camera's glitching out. Oh, well. Um, you have all of these different countries that are sort of like, uh, this is the greatest big mega structure that we're going to build. Fucking the U.S. does it all the time. You've seen the Los Angeles, uh, you've seen the um, ho- uh, not Hollywood, uh, Los Angeles um, casino district, right? They said that they were going to have the Millennium Falcon. Now they're saying they're having the giant Geosphere uh, Entertainment Center. Every country kind of has that mentality of PR when it comes to infrastructure and things that they want to build. Um, I think Saudi Arabia is just trying to get a slice of that. Yeah, I can see that. Like I said, it's just they're starting in an area where it's nothing. They're they're starting out of a zero ground. Like if you did that in New York, you have three past New Yorks that have been built on top of each other or Los Angeles. Now it's on the second or you know, these ones that have been built already on top of each, you can't just drop this in the middle of Rome and expect it to thrive. Like, you know what I mean? Like they're starting from in the desert in on zero, they're making the ground, they're laying the infrastructure, they're starting with a new basis. So like, if you did this in the middle of fricking Oklahoma, like, yeah, it, it could probably work. People would definitely be a tourist attraction as well. Like people are going to go and I know if I was in the area, I would go and see it. Like, you think people go out of their way, like, oh, let's go to the world's largest American mall and go to Minnesota. Like, no, it's just that they're there. Might as well see it. It's not the Black Sea. It's a, uh, the Suez Canal. Is the Suez canal. canal. I knew it was one of them. It's Suez Canal. Yeah. It's it, in the it, Indian it, Ocean. And it's, it's a pretty strategic location. It is. I mean, it's 500 meters above sea level. It's, it's in the perfect area. It's basically a giant wall, though, separating uh, Africa from India, it looks like. Yeah. Isn't it on the base of Saudi Arabia? Wouldn't it be separating Saudi Arabia and the ocean? The way I saw it, it was running along the coastline in the bottom of Saudi Arabia in the, in the desert. So it wouldn't the closest thing would be 
the Indian Ocean. Africa's to the to the west, and India's to the east. Yeah, I'm not a I'm not a good uh, trigonometry major. Um, Trigon- what? To lo- locations. Did you just say trigonometry? Yeah, no geography. Yeah, what words? Um, it does look pretty cool, though. Uh, don't get me wrong. I mean, two minutes uninterrupted walk into nature. So basically, it's giant mirror wall that has a whole shit ton of doors out of each section. So if you want to go into nature, you just open up your door. Yeah, but it's like you're either walking into the ocean or you're walking into the into the desert. Which one do you want to see? So I wonder what they're going to do about like trash and things like that. Like right. Like if you're going to have waste, do they just throw it out into the desert and it just becomes another mound? No, they probably they'd have to set up some type of a ah, you're not a recycling system potentially, and then maybe incinerator. An incinerator. That's what I was going to say next. So it's not going to be 100 percent emissions clean. It can't be. Well, I mean, unless there's a way of incinerating that doesn't produce any emissions. True. I mean, we are. We've got to think into the future. So the idea for this city is supposed to basically break ground right if you will uh here in the next few years in 2030 and they're supposed to have it up and running by 2045 in our lifetimes um we should this see the line i mean could exist yeah here's the thing instead of an incinerator we could just do what we normally do and you know bury it in plastic oh you yeah. mean like Much bury it in I'm the middle sure. of the desert yeah just bury I mean, it in plastic let me the ask city- you this though wouldn't it just theoretically become oil after a long period of time, like say we all no. die. Have off you seen we waste suck. dumps? I'm just saying, like it's a bunch of crap. They and petroleum like... project is plastic. Like it could about millions of years from now turn into a big old pile of oil. They say that it's like a responsible way because the science is so advanced and what they're putting, they're layering trash and then putting plastic on top of it and then layering trash and then putting plastic on top of it. And they're like, no, this material biodegradable questionable questionable i I mean you could just have a city that's specific on biodegradable waste and then they obviously are very very careful that that waste does not get into the groundwater because that could be a problem i'm not talking in our lifetime i'm not talking into our kids 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 lifetime i'm talking million years down the road we're gone new civilization emerges and they're like oh we found oil like think about that it is a petroleum product for plastic plastic does actually break down but it takes a long long time but we gotta get they, there first i mean we you're not get wrong to a million years from now first aren't we thinking in the future anyway like fuck it let's jump to a million i hate yeah. to say it but i think the future is going to be full of this becoming a massive investment stunt so they do I have it you're gonna say douchebags I mean, if you're going to move to a city called the Line and be some of the first people there, you know the hipster mentality is going to grow wild in that place. <laughs> Cocaine's a hell of a drug. Yeah, I mean, so they do have investor opportunities, so you could become an investor of it. You can become a, an investor of the Line, the world's largest renewable hydrogen plant. Um, oh, that's new info. Yeah, data. Um, so you apparently they're pulling a lot of data in uh you can invest into that and a um new way of construction so there's multiple investment opportunities involved with uh neom can we go back to the hydrogen plant because me for a while on this podcast i've been saying that hydrogen is the way of the future not lithium or batteries like that like we're wanting yeah. to make a clean source of energy. I've been saying for like when toyota was making designing a hydrogen engine to fit in a car i was like that that is future. That is the way of the future right there. Actually, it gets crazier. Oxygen and CO2. So, or so no, it's... Yeah, no. Yeah. Water. Yes. Hydrogen, oxygen too, yeah. Yeah. Words. Man. Words. Uh, so harnessing the ohms abundant sun and wind to create green hydrogen. So they're using two natural resources that are infinite, sun and wind. Um, to create green hydrogen and supply a renewable energy to the global economy. So again, in 2030 is when they plan to grow and diversify the Saudi economy with this program. But green hydrogen is a form of renewable energy. It can be used as fuel for many different types of transportation and power plants. Another beer burp. And also be used as a 
Yeah, a green ingredient across a variety of manufacturing industries such as steel, cement, fertilizer. Fertilizer is becoming huge, and so is steel, especially with the war with Russia and Ukraine, um, uh, and a production of many other things. It is seen by many as a DNA for green chemicals, green fuels, and circular carbon economy. These uses make green hydrogen important for many of Saudi Arabia's blue chip companies, such as Saudi Amarco, uh, Sab- Sabic, and Maiden. So, um, chip component um for processors processors phones everything yeah everything so we use them in the machines we use for our robots and all kinds of shit everything so i mean yeah it could create a brand new economy of green you production you think it'll do you think it'll thrive though do you do you think i don't think we we have have a choice we have an idea do i mean yes and no we could we could be self-destructive and that is our choice yeah, which let's be honest, half of the country, but at least the U.S. is probably on board with that. But you do have a significant amount of people that are saying, let's Anarchy. go green. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, even uh, so I just found out today that they're increasing the solar tax credit. So the solar tax credit is an incentive for people to go get solar on their property. It's at 26 percent. Right. So you can get 26 percent of the system you're installing back next year. Starting January 1st, uh, if you get a solar system installed, it'll be 30%. So they're increasing the tax credit you can get from going solar. So I think the government, as well as a lot of countries, are really focusing on going green. I mean, you have Greenland, you have Iceland, you have New Zealand, you have all these different countries, the UK in general, that are trying these alternative methods rather than fossil fuels to fuel their country. Um, I think... I don't think there's really a choice. I mean, the government's super involved with it. So true because we have like new automotive engine, you know, industries that are government funded. I'm not going to say names, cough, cough, GM. Um, but they're going Ford. to energy, you know, electric vehicles, and that's going to be charged by a grid. And if the grid's a majority solar at the point, that powers the auto industry as well. I mean, you or have light, or lightning. Just throwing that out there, you know. We did do it. We did talk about that. We, we can't ha- can't harness that yet, Logan. Not yet, not yet. But you know, I if uh, when it comes to auto manufacturers, though, you do have the largest three in the United States going green. I mean, you have Ford with their electric Mustangs and SUVs. You've got Toyota, who's always been kind of the green aspect with the Toyota uh, Prius. Um, they're GF also going, going all EV. Are they doing a full EV push, like no more gas? That is their push. Wow. And there's also um, a lot of companies popping up for conversion kits on older vehicles. So like right now, it's specifically kind of for people who have some disposable income that they can put towards their vehicles. So like you'll see people um, with older, more expensive classic cars that they're converting, like Porsches or... Old Shelby's, those types of vehicles, they'll convert to electric. And I'm I'm saying that what they'll do is they'll make conversion kits available for your standard Honda, your standard Toyota. And that would be awesome because even if you can't buy a new one, you can convert your old vehicle to electric. Because, like, I'm telling you right now, an 88 Pontiac Fiero, baby, if I have a conversion kit, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. It's just like an aerial atom. The Ricer mod right now, I don't think. No, it isn't. I mean, you've got to think about it. The batteries alone, all of that nickel, either if they're going nickel hydride or if they're going lithium ion, you have a very expensive component right there. And then you're talking about uh, basically a full either front or rear axle replacement, as well as two or four motors and all of the resistors, capacitors, everything that's required, the wiring that's com- required. You also have the- to structure it differently because all these cars have been for guidelines of crash safetyings would have to change because you'd have to get new crash standards done on these vehicles. I don't know if that would work like that now that I'm thinking about it. Our standards of safety on automobiles would probably have to change in general if, in order to do these retrofits. I mean, people are still doing it even with like 1969 Vox bodies. They'll go yeah, ahead and gut it out, put a battery in it. A 60s freaking Ford or a Charger it was built a little bit differently than a 2020s. Like we literally built crumple zones around our motors now. So like the energy goes around you and the car is totaled. Back then it was just like, mm, yeah, steel bumper, throw it on there. Mm, bam. 
Yeah, now I guess it would be more or less an electrical explosion if you're <laughs> in a crumpled vehicle that's not meant to crumple. So I don't know if conversions are, at least with the U.S. government's uh, safety restrictions that they have involved with crumple points and all this other stuff for safety ratings. I don't see that being really plausible down so the road. What? They crush all of the cars that run on gasoline and they tell did you that. you're fucked unless you buy a new one? Obama did that. They did a, what was it, $5,000 buyback, junk, uh, cash for junk, junkers? Obama ran some program like that. They did that. that for more than one president. I mean, Bush did Bush it during the recession, yeah. too, and Obama. I mean, I'm that was good money. I'm saying you're going to take cash for away. Think about all the gas stations. Think about every car that runs on gasoline. You're saying that they're going to take away all of the cars that run on gas and just say, fuck you, buy a new no. car? There's no way that would never There's happen. There's no way. There's you know how too that would many happen? people out in the sticks that are like, I love my gasoline vehicle and I'm going to run it till the day she dies. And they might say, we're going to slowly start enforcing and penalizing oil companies so that they can't provide the gasoline for cars to run, but they will never take all the cars. But the problem with that is, is oil companies are so big and they're so greedy, they just switch industries. They'd no, start they, would run in the, they would run in the background. Like I said, strain theory. They don't have money anymore. They need money. I think that it could become like when they prohibited alcohol in the United States. You remember how that went? Cheers, guys. Um, Cheers. Yeah. Prohibition. Yeah. Same with big tobacco and uh, jewel and vaping. And weed now. Very true. But yeah. no, I don't think that. First off, if they're providing transportation like they do on the line, that's entirely different. If you can get where you need to go without any cost, really, then right. that's going to be much better. I, I like driving at, personally, but also I like at, I could do without it. I put it at this aspect. Again, they're, they're multi-billion dollar corporations. And if they see that their profits are declining because the industry is going to a different way, and then the governments are starting to add sanctions against them going towards these EV or green uh, efficient, you know, ideologies, they have the money to jump ship and literally create new industry and rebrand themselves. They do have that ability. Look at General Motors now. They're rebranding as an EV car manufacturer company. We're watching it happen in front of us. Right. I truly believe if we find that. And the that oil companies? What, what, uh, well, I mean, they do have the largest hold over BlackRock and Vanguard and that's where most of their money comes from. Uh, Record-breaking profits. Just, could they not just lobby the government? That's what they have been doing. Been that's doing why it. the U.S. is so sucked into fossil fuels still, while every other country is finding alternative means. Yeah, again, we're looking at it as like a short percentage. Majority of, com or, or of countries are still using fossil fuels as their main source. Of yeah, I mean, look at cooling everything. Look at the UK. I mean, they're all fossil fuels for the most part. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a few outlying countries, you know, that that are green, but but even the, then, they're not solely green. Yeah, there no no country is 100% green. If they yeah. were, that would be plastered everywhere. Like, be just like them. Well, I think it's. A great idea for a country to switch to it. You are talking about a massive amount of pollutants that are going to be involved with the mining process for the lithium, uh, all of the electrical components. You have multiple countries that will have to be involved no matter what to make a either solar or wind system. Um, you know, your stainless steel components, your um, your microchips, most of that's coming from three to four different countries. Um, and they're using the components from three to four, five different countries to make those components. So it, it comes down to you have to have a country that's willing to say, OK, I can go ahead and do not only uh, mining of the raw materials, but I can also do the production side of it. So you have the supply, demand and everything in one place. Um, for I for what I would imagine for it to work pro properly, correct. What you I mean? There'll be a lot of things that are going to have to change, right? Mm -hmm. Regardless, uh, civilization as a whole is going to physically have to change. Um, I think we need aliens 
I think we need aliens for the next big. Um, I don't. Switch. I don't know about that. I mean, I do. Do I, we've talked about that before? Would we have a massive change if that happened? Absolutely, absolutely, so, it would unite us. But I do think we're in a pivotal point where we're either going to destroy ourselves, like we've done many a times throughout, you know, the history of us, or we are finally going to morph and change. And something has to give, whether that be us, the people, or the government. There's I was going gonna to say, to like, the culture would be the first thing to change. Like, you start seeing all the celebrities, all the billionaires, all the millionaires driving electric supercars instead of what they're driving now. And then you, you have, like, upper middle class people like, I need to be car poor and get one of those, and it's EV, and then you have... They start creating models for the middle class. The issue is with consumers, you need to do one of two things. Either you need to be cheaper than the competition or you need to be more convenient than the competition. Like the access to your product has to be convenient or you have to be cheaper. Um, yeah. And if you're hitting on both cylinders, then you can easily make the transition after having consumers believe that they need to be in one of these in order to have that social capital in order to be seen as someone that's respectable, someone that's uh, successful. So you can sell them on the culture part really quickly. The issue then becomes, as an oil company, in order to rebrand, you rely on the automotive company. So as an oil company, you are much. not generating any income. So everything you do will be overhead for the first decade, maybe two decades, three decades. Who knows how long it takes to make that transition? We're already starting to see the culture shift. I think Absolutely. it's faster than that. I don't think it's three decades. We've seen look at look at the last three decades how fast the automotive industry has changed already as it is. I mean, if we start saying if the like I'm saying in the situation where the government says no more oil, that's it. There's no more like I'm assuming that it'll be a situation where they're weaned and they'll have less and right. less income. And they'll be able right. to invest more and more in electric. But I'm saying if they just say no more gas, period, then everything they do will People be overhead. would lose it. But everything well, they do would be overhead. But the thing problem is we don't have the infrastructure to do that. Like you said, they'd wean it. They'd be like, hey, we're going to go completely green by 2035, you know, or 2040. I mean, they'd have to relay infrastructure. There'd be have to be something to replace natural gas, something to replace coal, or something to replace you know oil. These major things that we use, we have them, but are they at the the strength that we'll need them right now? They couldn't just cut them off now, but in ten, fifteen, twenty years, yeah, I can see that. I, I think as I think as new technologies coming out, the idea of having to make money to be able to afford. The new technology is what's becoming an issue. I mean, I'm sitting here thinking to myself, what would work where money doesn't become a thing? Yeah, you could you could have reputation, but you still have the people building it, right? So unless it right. gets to a point where automation becomes so prevalent, where it can literally get the raw materials, produce something, and have an output on its own, artificial intelligence, whatever it may be as it continues to advance, Quick comment and a low margin of error. Yeah, exactly. Where somebody doesn't have to stay on the line the entire time to make sure it's working. I don't think we'll be at a point where we can withstand a full restructure of the economy. Because if you're wanting to say every single person in this country is going to have to have a greenhouse that can no longer need to run off of fossil fuels, that is able to... Um, produce its own electricity, has, has uh, uh, comp uh, comp composting, has all of these just different things involved, they really wouldn't need to work anymore, right? So automation and low margin of error has to be the future. Otherwise, why? And as a person who works for an automation company, uh, a lot has changed already since I have been there. Like, what do you mean? You, like I literally work for, a I'm not going to say the company, but we build the little robots and the assembly line, the automated companies like or assembly line for these large corporations. And I mean, if, from where they started to where they are now, it's incredible. 
they had a, a total workforce of 60 people three years ago and were above 300 yeah. in just one location. And they have a lot of locations. Each location and is tripling. You know, you know the funny thing is? You're working mm -hmm. so that you won't have a job anymore. Yeah, but someone's always got to go in there and fix those lines. Like, I'm not talking always. about even just you, but I'm saying, like, the way things are going, we're working so that we won't have jobs. That would be great. That's like, all amazing. the advancement, we're testing everything and saying, I'll, this is the issue, this is how we could make it more efficient. Cheers to that. Cheers. More efficient, more efficient, more efficient. So efficient, a computer can do it. But again, but it, someone's going to have to fix that a computer. And I, I mean, look at my PC. Three years ago when I built it, top of the line, ran like a top. So now I'm disconnecting every fucking 25 minutes. Everyone's going to be a programmer, sounds like. Tech, yeah. But yeah. who builds that tech? Technicians. And then who builds, who helps build the, the materials that the technicians to assemble it? Hard laborers. There's always going to be classes, sadly. There, there are. There will there be a point. There are so many people, though. And we already have a lower class. What happens in that scenario is the lower class grows exponentially and the upper class grows exponentially. Right. I think it could all be resolved in a synthesizing type of way where you have an artificial intelligence, you tell it to do something and it does it. Um, and it, I guess a matter machine would probably well, be the way where something that you input a a a code if you will and it outputs a change of matter so the air molecules around it or you throw in a block this isn't star trek whatever. my guy but it is possible so matter can't be created or destroyed but it can be changed right. so if you have a if you have scientists that are able to go ahead and say okay we're, we're going to change this this matter into something else i think it that would be the way of so, limiting the amount of work that needs to be involved back to logan's thing though right um my thing on that is is we've had situations in the before where we've reached a peak where we had a high upper class and a big lower class and not a, a very small middle class throughout our history like many people believe that that was the fall of the bronze age collapse on top of many other you know things as well but that that society as a whole you had a large upper class and a huge large poor or slave bottom class with no middle class and then eventually the slave class destroyed the upper class if we're going into a situation like that now say we go into this futuristic timeline where you're still going to have a big lower class and you're going to have a big upper class wouldn't we just destroy ourselves again yes but what the point that i was getting at was that if we get to a point like what i meant you and i working every day we are testing things. People are gathering data from the work that we're doing. They're saying, how can we make this more efficient? And what they don't catch, you tell them about. This isn't working. We need a better way to do it. And if right. you're not telling them, the person working next to you is. So what I'm getting at is if we get to a point where everything is automated, sales are automated because you have so much marketing, everyone is so accessible, um, like if everything is automated, the computers know when something needs to be repaired and they begin the repairs themselves. If all of that becomes the case, then you have programmers, people writing the code to control everything that's automated. And that's all you need because when something needs repaired, there's an algorithm that's running or a, a code rather that's running. It's triggered, needs a repair. Another robot begins fixing it. So you have people doing programming and then you have people existing. And that's what I mean by a large upper class programmers and a large lower class people who are existing. And how do you... I guess this is my American brain not understanding what a person does without a job. Like, there's still going to be necessities, food, water, but if everything is automated, I'm going to also assume that all of that's being collected for us. So what do people do? How do we exist with so you many live. of us on the planet? There's only so many programs, right? Go travel. Go. You get to finally get the materials you want to build something that you've always wanted to do. Go. Go live. You get to finally live. We're the only thing that pays to be on this planet. We get to finally live as a human species. Like even when we were hunter gatherers, we had to fight to survive. 
We had to kill to survive. We had to gather to survive. We had to work in a community, and then the, each person had a value to bring to the community in order to survive together. Now we're hitting All the point. All of that's automated. Exactly. It was, it was a different type, though, but yes, exactly. We're reaching a point where first time in human existence, we might not have to do that. Not now, not during our lifetime, but there so, might be a point. I think the, and I'm, I'm with Logan with it, and that's why I had such a hard trouble understanding, okay, what do I do if everything's automated? And I can see if automate, so getting back to it, you have a device that's able to convert matter into something else, right? Whether that be through artificial intelligence, you put in, and the reason why I'm saying you put in the information that you want is I finally got access to Dolly. Dolly is an artificial intelligence uh, program that you can just literally type in exactly what you want. Like Lauren and I, we put in a, a pink dog jumping over railroad tracks in space and it gave me that image. Something that never existed before at all. It rendered an image of it and gave it back to me. Four of them. I think if you can get to the point of saying, I want this, it's able to recognize those words as something and convert that matter into something else. That's step one. Step two is the automation side of it. So whether that be automation of living, automation of production, automation of fixing itself, all of those different things, you can finally get to a point where reputation, and I, I, and I understand it now when I think about it like this, reputation becomes a key point. So reputation of something that doesn't exist yet, whereas... Again, you're going to always have to have someone to work on those lines for an error or something to be fixed. Not always. until you get to the point that it's able to do itself. You say, go fix line three, uh, algorithm four, and the machine just does it like that for you because you input that. Or you get to a point where that device is able to do it itself when it recognizes an error going off. 100% fully automation. Completely building another auto, you know, automa you know, automation line to fix itself and then one to fix that line, one to fix that line, and on and on and on and on and on. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's possible. It You've already got you automation under, doing it. Or you just already know what parts need to be replaced when, and you say, until all of these parts have reached their expiration limit, which the machine will then alert you to, until this is how these are all of the things that could go wrong. This is a machine that can do all of that and a program that will run that machine and recognize when an issue arises. Right. And we're hundreds of years from that. Based on what, what I'm working now. No, based on what I'm working now, we still have to send technicians out to fix lines and machines constantly that are breaking. I'm going to put constantly. five to ten years on it. No. Five, no. Yeah. No. I can tell you right now, no. Paul, is it works in that field? No, no, no. As someone that works in that field and the contracts that are already set in place now with companies now, it's way longer than five years, my boy. Okay, so you're talking about a bureaucratic system that's involved in contracts. Yes. Welcome to the world. Yeah, but I think we're five to ten years out on how we're not going to change our whole scale. system like that in five to ten years. I don't see that happening. No. Why wouldn't we? Half of the country right now is already up in arms about having to work, having to live because they're recognizing that they are stuck in the mundane universe of doing a nine to five, going through depression, being fed pills and drugs and all this other shit from companies just trying to make a profit. You have healthcare that's completely outrageous. Right. Yeah, I definitely think other a push of look the at other countries effort that, into that could be I'm, beneficial. I get that. I can see that, but I don't see it happening. Not in five to ten years. Not even close. You say thirty? I say five to years, ten years. Maybe that's a brink of where we see the change, uh, where you know we see the major difference. Not in the next five years. I'm sorry, I don't see. So that. in the 1970s, we had a computer that was the size of the house that I am now to be able to handle what. And we, we also went to the moon. When was the last time we went to the moon, Connery? What's the point of going to the moon anymore, Paul? But we haven't been back since we did it. And we had computers that were, like you said, the size of your house. And we did it then. Now we have computers that are in the size of our cell phone. Uh, you want to know why? Going back. It's because the it's because it's Earth is flat. And it's because the moon is hollow. I'm my I, mic dropped. <laughs> no, I look, I get it. But like. I say five to 10 years because in 2004, the iPhone was introduced. Prior to that, you had computers that were massive. And then they went ahead and said, let's put it in the palm of your hands. Now you are literally running a early 2000s 
supercomputer off of your cell phone. Who funds Early it? Early 2000s. And a lot of who the funds weight, it? and a lot of the weight and size of your cell phone is cosmetic. Right. Yeah. And who and who funds it? We the people. We're the ones that fund it. We're the ones doing the labor, mining the fields for the the hard raw buy, materials, buy building the material more than the labor cost, designing it for these companies. That's I just I don't see that happening in the next five to ten years. Okay, so this brings up the next question. I know. Cheers to the depression. Uh, yeah. Cheers. <laughs> God damn it. Yikes. Uh, <laughs> look, we're on a track that things could be popular, but I want to know anyone in our, any of our viewers, any of our listeners right now as we're live, do you guys have any questions? Do you want to switch topics? Or do you have a question? Um, I know I already have a question. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and throw it to you, Paul. Uh, where do you see the world? I'm not going to say the US. I'm going to say the world within 50 years, something that's definitely attainable in our life. 50 years? 50 years. I see two things, right? Okay. In the next 50 years, I see two things and they're out there, but I see two things happening. One major economy crash, major government crash, and the world as we know it has completely changed. That's what I, I most people are preparing preppers, people that are called conspiracy theorists go out there, but like if if the world as we knew it changed drastically tomorrow, like internet was gone or an EMP or war or whatever happened, majority of people would be trying to hunker down and make small communities and stay to themselves. So that's like, boom, worst case scenario. I'd best be in case woods. scenario. I'd, I'd be in a woods shooting them deers. Um, best case scenario. We finally break free in these 50 years. We break free of this like stigma of all these countries, like individuality jumping to a more of a world economy, which is also on its own right interesting yet terrifying because you don't know what the direction it's going in. Whether some people are like, oh, take aliens to do it. Yeah, it could. Or, you know, a global disaster. It could. Or it could be just unity in general. Finally, people are like, more than one country is fed up. They make a federation or a conglomerate of countries of these ones that have broken the stigma and more and more follow. So wait, if if that happens, where do where do we all go? Like, are we go, all going together? Are we gonna go hunt and gather? Oh yeah, come over to my house. You already know what's up, bro. We, we're good to go. We're gonna have to go somewhere else, somewhere somewhere that things there are more resources available to us. Montana. Just don't drink the Kool Aid. Yeah, the no, Kool Aid. Did yeah, you make it? Is that why? Yeah. You can use I, I mean, I'm I'm gonna be the leader. I mean, regardless, you sick I'm bastard. You're going to be the, the leader? That's one who owns the firearms rules. <laughs> Hang on. Um, so I don't what, know. But the thing is, what kind of Kool-Aid is it, though? That's the important question. Oh, that's great. Oh, right, jinx. I might, drink, I, might drink, <laughs> I, might, I might drink it anyways. I'm not going to lie. I like me I'll, some great Kool-Aid. I'll Kool -Aid. drink to that. I'm going to drink this Kool-Aid. And it's Did American you... whiskey, baby. What's Did your you favorite know... kind of Kool-Aid? Oh, fuck. Like, if you had to drink Kool-Aid and you were like, all right, it's going to end my life, but I'm going to drink it. But, anyways. like, does it have which, to be Kool-Aid? Does it have to be Kool-Aid? Like, can we just say high C fruit punch? Yes, it red. has to be Kool-Aid. Red. I like there's red Kool-Aid. There's more than one red. And yeah. all of our viewers and our listeners are instantly know what we're talking about when we say red. They're like, mm, I can taste it. I can taste yep. red. Fruit punch. Yep. But Well, it's red. But the thing is, there's strawberry watermelon, too. That's, like, I mean... There's the strawberry kiwi, too, that they had. That one was a good, too. I disagree with you strongly, but I'll let that one fly. Just kiwi like the strawberry tart. <laughs> I'll let that one slide. <laughs> all birds are robots. We went over this. They're all listening devices. They don't, they're not real. Wait, did you guys... That's just next week, that? where we discuss birds being CIA listening devices. Again, for the second time. <laughs> they actually came out with an article about um, having to replace small flying devices. Like surveillance, small flying surveillance devices. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm like seventy percent sure I saw an article about it somewhere. Like drones or just like fucking fly on the wall kind of shit. Like smaller than the normal three point five gram drones that we're used to seeing. Super small drones, like able to fit into a bird. Drones three point five grams. So you're, I was gonna say that's a little. That's a little fucking drone. I mean, we already know that they do have orangutan 
drones, if you will. They have uh, what? Robots. No, 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 hold on, hold on. You can't Step back. just. There's you no can't skipping just drop past that. that. No, there's no skipping past. What do you mean orangutan drones? Have you seen? Please elaborate. They put little tiny baby robot mo- baby monkeys and uh, orangutans, gorillas. They put it into the environment that uh, they know a. Uh, a group of gorillas or orangutans are living in, and it looks lifelike. It's able to blink its eyes. It's able to move its mouth, its arms, its legs. What? They put it into the environments, and they try to get the alpha gorilla or whatever to allow it into the family. And they literally put it on the on the back. They put them on the branch, and they just sit there and observe. It's a way of us being Looking able to observe their... it. Yeah. Oh, no. I'm going to take your word for that. I've never heard of it, but I'm going to take your word. I'm fact-checking it right now, and I just can't believe this is real. Yeah, you do that. It is. He's going to call you, tell you it's bullshit. Nope. You see it, and this is the most robot-looking orangutan you've ever seen in your life. I've never met a smart. Like actually in the on a branch, just overlooking the rest of the the uh, gorillas, like. What's going on? Or just here? like, oh yeah, that's Jerry. Jerry Johnny doesn't took move. The, Johnny took all the bananas from the cache. I'm going to tell them all. <laughs> all right, we do have a question. Have you seen Russia is to leave the ISS in 2024? Or Hannah, uh, China does have a rocket that's about to crash uh, this weekend in the U.S. What? Oh, we don't know where. No, it's getting closer. Right now, I think we're like six hours out as of recording. There's supposed to be a rocket debris that's falling to Earth. It will land in the land of the U.S. And so you're saying we could potentially be crushed by a rocket while just chilling at work. No, neither you or I are on the trajectory. However, what I think is kind of weird, and this is kind of a tin hat. So everyone, let's have a drink. We haven't said cheers. Three ton piece of rocket. Did you see the trajectory? It is directly uh, over Washington, D.C. It's a dirty bomb. Goddamn Chinese. <laughs> Accidental? About 15,000 miles an hour. Okay. Do you see where it's okay. confirmed to land And what's from? worse is it's made of material that is meant to sustain re-entry into the Earth's orbit. So it's not going to break up like in anything normal. Somebody's saying it's not confirmed to land in the U.S. Uh our user Connery's wife. I wonder who that is. <laughs> hey, honey, thanks for watching us. Um, he cares. She's we don't like, no, know I'm just the here mar- to material. We don't know material it is comprised of. Does China? Can they let us know? <laughs> can, can you give us a little intel? What the hell's going on? Listen, Professor Chao Chi Kuang, can you please tell us? He's the head of the space department. At Taiwan so, National Central University. On Saturday, um, which is tomorrow, the 30th, at 2.05 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, there is about to be a 25-ton core stage of the Lawn Mark 5B rocket entering the Earth's atmosphere, plus or minus five hours. So it could be... F- Where'd Paul go? It broke. He died. Okay. There he is. Chill out. I just disconnected my camera and reconnected it. Yeah, fair enough. Whatever. Uh, anyways, so this rocket's going to come plus or minus five hours of 2 p.m. So it could land at uh, 2, seven. 4, 10, uh, 9 a.m. or 7 p.m. Uh, tomorrow. Uh, let's see. Most of the rocket will burn up, but big chunks of it will survive the fury. A uh, fiery passage, probably five and a half tons to ten tons, uh, five to nine metric tons Dude, in the metric. Scale. Are we going to see it though? Like entry, can we see it enter probably. the Earth's orbit? Probably. You want to have a party and watch it enter? I mean, I'm not doing shit tomorrow. I'll be no, waiting so in line wait. on the urban line. Hang on, hang on. So, did you guys know though that like this is not a new thing? Like space junk is just like falling to Earth all the time. Like all the time. in the in the 1970s, NASA was fined 400 like billion dollars because one of their uh like some of their space junk landed in Western Australia. Yeah, hiccup. I mean, but it's yeah, Australia. Um, oh, it's and Australia. Uh, we Not still much there. We still haven't paid them for that, by the way. Why would we? <laughs> Australia or NASA? 
Australia. 1970s, there was some tensions with Australia, right? In the U.S.? Yeah. I Over thought what? we were in good terms with them, pretty much. Yeah. Since we the, get, like, we import their koalas to put in our zoos, and they leave us be. <laughs> God damn it. Well, I mean, we did help them in the Pacific in World War II. Yeah. A lot. Because Japan would have been like, like, that would have been a big thing if they took Australia. Yeah, let's go take this jail continent. So these lines are basically going over. Um, actually, I take that back. Northern Ohio is technically in the orbit path, um, and it crosses into Washington, D.C., also uh, South Carolina. It. We can see it. Uh, but it will be chunks of material. It wouldn't be the full chunk of itself. It'll burn up. So it'll basically <laughs> break up within a 10 so about 10 tons of it will break up but it won't land in a giant chunk in one place it'll break up over multiple areas but if it it's going a little carpet bomb action at seventeen thousand miles per hour um it's basically as fast as a honda ricer will go which is twenty seven thousand right. kilometers an hour which is just did, fucking asinine did crazy. you see what your wife said connery Sounds, Sounds like, like a Best Buy delivery window. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, yeah, the new house. We did have uh, new appliances delivered. The fridge was broken. It's been two months since the fridge was delivered. And uh, they're like, yeah, we'll get to you. Now they're trying to say we had it already delivered the new fridge to Ohio. So it's kind of one of those things. Anyways. Ohio, um, here? Where can I go get it? I'll pick it up for you. Yeah, tell me about it. Uh, they're supposed to deliver it on Wednesday, so we'll see if I get a new my new fridge then. But yeah, I look. I know we're definitely if it lands in the U.S., God knows what we're already talking about next Friday. Oh yeah, without a doubt. Especially yeah. where it lands. Like if it lands in Washington D.C. in the next twenty four hours, you know what's going to happen? What? Uh, we're going to have know a serious conversation happen. about leaving <laughs> things in space. Probably, we yeah, we've like, done uh, that. I mean, it doesn't like a, a bolt that off of one of the previous uh, satellites hit like an astronaut or hit a space station and it like, caused major damage for. You got to think uh, about how. Remember that fast. wasn't that long ago. It was like it's a not a movie. You got to think I mean, about it's been how in movies fast. Too. It's That's moving. literally gravity. The movie. Sorry. Yeah, it's moving fast. 17, 20, 17 to 25,000 miles an hour. It's fucking super fast. No, I'm saying like space junk, like as it's orbiting the Earth, you got to think about like how fast it's moving, just orbiting. Right. Stupid like, fast. But I mean, is it the same the fast as if you are also orbiting like the space station or like a satellite? It's also orbiting. So if it's orbiting at a similar it's, rate. Is if it's it... a higher mass than... There's different the forces layers. Of gravity will be different. Yeah, there's different layers of orbiting, right? So a we lot just of the space junk, don't we? A lot of the space junk we have is in the very, very higher atmosphere level, because um, that was the safe zone back in the early, you know, eighties, seventies uh, for satellites. And then in recent times, we're able to say, okay, let's put stuff in lower Earth's atmosphere where it's, it's able to you know, orbit safely but uh, slowly return to Earth over time. I mean, there's going to be a period of time where we have a metric fuck ton of space debris just continuously falling well, I mean, over the next 50 years. We do it in our oceans. We do it to the land. Why not space? Have you seen Earth? Like, they have. NASA has an actual gra um, diagram of the planet Earth in 3D and then all of the space junk that's over a certain amount of weight in display and then you can put it under a smaller amount of display and you can't even see the earth when you turn on that filter it is crazy how much debris is in space right now just orbiting earth from crash satellites so you wonder like boats. how do we safely get out is it like you know what i mean like that debris is gonna hit our shuttles and our rockets and everything else is that why we haven't been back to gonna be, as much as we want i would i would imagine I don't know. I'm not a NASA scientist. Uh, none of us you know are. We're... Easy way to fix it. We just put a giant net up there, and it just catches it all like a giant scooper for a pool pond. Actually, or a pond, actually I'm a NASA scientist. <laughs> With that being said, we're all a bunch of convincing idiots talking about shit we have no idea about, but we just want to... Not a damn thing. 
bring you guys into our lives of talking about drunk discussion. So thank you guys so much for staying in on the uh, first ever live episode of Drunk Discussions. Uh, be sure to tune in next week where we're going to be doing a raffle. Uh, if you are listening yes. and you're involved, Paul is giving away a bunch of cool merch. Uh, you can find us on Twitch now uh, at uh, twitch.com forward slash drunk discussions. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us anywhere. Drunk discussions could be found. Thank you guys so much for listening to Drunk Discussions podcast. Uh, and with that being said, Paul Logan, take it away. Yeah. So, um, guys, I just wanted to say that make sure that next week when we do stream that you're active in the chat. At least let us know that you are here good. and listening so that we can get the raffle going for you. Um, I also wanted to say uh, we appreciate you being here and we're looking forward to next week. And stay tuned. Catch us at twitch.tv slash drunkscussions. Paul? I mean, you guys, you pretty much took it out of my mouth. I mean, I was just going to say all the merchandise that we are going to be taking off. Again, it came from Redbubble. Red, uh, Redbubble. I'm already slurring. So if there's something you don't get, go on to Redbubble. You can help support us, help support this podcast. Uh, we're, we're growing fast, and it's all because of you guys. Uh, so tune in. You know, we'll obviously keep all of our social media up to date. Obviously, if anything happens or changes in time-wise, but join us. This has been fun. This is the outro. Yeah, wait, 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 wait.